Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, where rodeo meets the road, brought to you by the Arena Press. We will be looking at rodeo across the country. Sit back and enjoy our podcast. Thanks. So welcome to Where the Rodeo Meets the Road, and with me is my friend and hopefully co-host, Kylie Scribner, uh, WPRA 2021 um, Rookie of the Year. Kylie, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ken. We're glad to be on the show here and ready to see where the rodeo meets the road. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the rodeo met the road for you. Uh, you're driving home from Odessa. You uh, ran slack today. How'd that go for you? I did. I am happy. It did not go too well for us today. Well, you know, you can't win them all, right? Well, that's what they tell me, but we like to at least hope that we can, huh? Sure, absolutely. So, okay, so you went to Odessa. What's up next for you? Um, Once we get home, we're going to kind of regroup, go see our great friends over at Outlaw Equine, make sure all the horses are happy, healthy, ready to go, and then we'll be heading to Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Awesome. What day are you up at the stock show? I'll be running around the stock show, you know, for the next couple weeks. So what day do you plan on being up in there? We'll be up there the 23rd and the 24th, which is a Sunday, Monday. 23rd and 24th. Okay. Sounds good. Maybe I'll be there. Maybe I won't. You just never know. So you have your schedule. So, you know, you had a great season last year. Um, you know, you were probably, what, in the top 25, I guess. I know you were inching close to that top 15. Where did you end up overall last year? Uh, overall, we ended up 22nd. 22nd. It, it's a great season for you, you know. Um, I know you probably had high expectations. At least, you know, I'm sure one of your main goals was to be, you know, rookie of the year, and you crushed that, you know. And then, you know, you even you came real close to qualifying, you know, for that, uh, the top 15 and you just missed it. But, you know, how, how did that all pan out for you, you know, late in the summer as you're, you know, approaching the end of the season, you know, what were you thinking? You know, how were you feeling? You know, what was going through your head? You know, at one point towards uh, the middle of the summer run, uh, we were in the top 15 and I really felt pressured on myself and on my horse. And we were really looking at making the finals and I took a step back and remembered what our original goals were, and that was to win Rookie of the Year and be high enough in the standings to get into those bigger limited rodeos for this season, which is 2022. Right. And once I realized that, you know, those were the goals that I had set out, the goal wasn't to make the finals my first year out. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It took a big relief off of me, and I think my horses kind of felt that relief. And we went through, we won Rookie of the Year, ended up 22nd in the world, and that was enough to get us qualified to any building major limited rodeo that we wanted to this year. Right. in having that kind of, you know, invitation or whatever to go to Houston and San Antonio into the bigger rodeos, I mean, that just takes a lot of pressure off of you to where, you know, you could really pick and choose where you can go for and try to run for some big money, right? Right. It's, it's a whole different ballgame because they limit these rodeos. But with the limitations of the rodeos, they bring in the top the top girls of the game. Um, and that's in every event. You know, you're gonna see the right boys, you're gonna see Tough Cooper, you're gonna see you're gonna see those guys and those girls that are the big shots, you know, the ones that everybody is looking up to, the ones that everybody wants to see. 
Um, and it gives you a chance to not only compete against those those top contenders, but it also gives you the chance to run at some bigger money um, versus these little rodeos. Right. And so, you know, and what's crazy, and, you know, we've talked about this before, and that, you know, just a few years ago, I remember, you know, that you're riding a youth rodeo, you know, and just doing your thing and having fun. And it just seems like you're still doing your thing and having fun. You know, it, you just make it look fun and make it look easy. You know, I took, you uh, ran in a, a Destries race, I think last year with your horse and, and you won. I, was it the free for all or the Jurassic classic? Do you remember which one it was? I don't remember. <laughs> Who knows? Right. But, you know, it, and I love to see you run, you know, because you just make it look so easy and, and I know it's harder than it is, you know, um, but I think, you know, you're lucky you're running. What's the name of your, your horse right now? Uh, Firewater um, Cartel. Firewater Cartel. Right. And, you know, he just, he just makes it look so effortlessly the way he runs and he's so darn fast he's got such a big old stride on him how do how do you what do you do to to get him ready for these races i mean do you have a plan do you i, I know you have to have a plan duh but you know there's got to be you know you got to exercise them you know here and there but how do you keep your horse fit and and really on top of this game so some of the biggest things that we do, um, Holly Pritchard is actually the one that patterned BB and started him from the ground up. And then I did the seasoning process on him. Um, so through that, um, I ride with Holly quite a bit. I try to get over there as much as possible. That way she can help me. We can kind of see where we need to work on, work on some fine tuning stuff. I, I'm a firm believer that you don't know everything. You can always learn something. Right. And, Holly's a perfect example of that. She's always got something to teach you, something to show you. Um, and it's really great to be able to ride with her, especially her being the one that patterned him. She knows all the ins and outs. And so that's super, super helpful. And she's a big blessing. But going off of that, I try to keep him in the best shape I can by riding him. And I also take him up to Outlaw Equine. They have a wonderful rehab center. They've got an in-ground pool. They've got a water walker. They've got an ice chiller. Um, they have all the all the things necessary backed by the best, in my opinion, the best vet in the area. Um, right. And so with all of those being combined, we work really hard to just kind of keep him really tuned up on the pattern, keep his handle really soft and supple, and then, you know, keeping him in shape by riding him or taking him to the rehab center at Outlaw Equine. Right. And, and so, you know, you know, you talked about, you know, being in the game and, and going to the big races now, you know, and looking at, you know, seeing Tough Cooper and all these big names out there. And, you know, I used to um, be in the horse racing industry. And I remember when I got on the track the first time with the horse, it was at Santa Anita. And just the feeling that I had when I got on the track, it was like, man, you know, some of the greatest riders and greatest horses in the world have been on this dirt here. And, and here I am. Right. So and how does that relate to you to where barrel racers that you looked up to, you know, when you were a younger girl and saying, man, you know, I, I want to ride like that. I, I, you know, I really, I love the way she rides or handles herself and, you know, I'm going to be at Cheyenne or Reno or Vegas or wherever. So what would be a, 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 an arena or a race that you would love to be at and just see all the memories and history that have been made there that would just, you know, make you take a step back? Oh, I think some, I mean, I even got to experience that a little bit this last year 
um, just some of those arenas. I mean, I went to Reno. I went to Cheyenne. I went to some of those rodeos that you hear about, you know, the stories, the songs, that all right. of the experiences, the memories that cowboys and cowgirls, you know, live forever. You right. Know, it's, right. It's a feeling that you just can't describe knowing that you're one of them getting to getting to carry on that legacy almost. Right. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, all in all, I mean, I think the biggest one is the Thomas and Mac. You know, they say any like Trevor Brazil the other day was talking about how he's been to the Thomas and Mac however many times he's been to. You know, he's he's the king of cowboys. And he says nothing compares to every year when he got to walk down the Thomas and Mac alley. Right. He says every year just felt better and better. And, you know, and I think I think that's a goal that or a feeling that keeps us all going. You know, when we pull up some feeling in our gut and in our hearts and know that, you know, this is this is why we do it. Right, right, right. And, and, you know, to do this, I think you have to have a, a strong support family, you know, and, and your mom and dad, you know, I know them and I, I know the way they are with you. You guys are a really close family. And I, and I and I know they have to be behind you 100 percent. And I think that goes a long way, huh? Don't you think? Oh, for sure. You can't you cannot rodeo without a support system, whether it's friends, family, sponsors. Um, I mean, and not even that, you know, you've got the little kids that look up to you and there's just, there's so much that goes into it. Your horsepower, your vets, your supplements, your feed. I mean, there's, there's a million different moving parts right. in a rodeo industry, especially a successful one. Yeah. Um, and for me, I mean, family's everything I've got, I've got a great family. They really support me. They, they do what they can to help me out when they can. And, you know, I appreciate that more than anything. Right. Hey, so do you find yourself whenever you go to some of these rodeos, are you getting, you know, kids or even grown ups or whatever? Hey, can I get your autograph? Are you signing autographs out there yet? Oh, my time ever. Um, I was at Parker County on Saturday for just a jackpot. Right. One of the little girls that we've known forever, she came up to me and was like, we and I got to looking <laughs> at it and it had Haley Kinsel's signature on the opposite side of her helmet. And I was like, are you oh, sure? Boy. Like you want mine right. next to Haley's, you know, and it's, I guess it's just kind of eye-opening Humbling. to see, you know, yeah. that, that maybe I'm the face for some of these younger girls to, to push and to follow their dreams, you know, that one day it can happen. Right, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's crazy, you know, to think like, you know, I, I don't think, you know, you but you know a lot of people are just they don't see themselves as maybe a superstar or a celebrity or whatever you know you just i'm just kylie you know i'm just kylie and you want my autograph you know it's kind of crazy you know what i mean right yeah it was definitely mind-blowing i was like you want my autograph <laughs> like, yeah i'm just kylie i'm nothing special <laughs> well, ne well next time i see you i'm gonna have to get your autograph then you know okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm really kidding hey so uh you know um I guess uh, you're going to Fort Worth. Um, I guess uh, Destry is having his race, the Dinosaur Classic. I, you're not going to be able to make that one, are you? Um, I'm trying to figure out if I will be able to run some young ones and maybe a couple backup horses out there. I've got some young ones that are needing some seasoning and some hauling, and it's a really great race, and I always love to go out there. So right. if I can... If I can fit it in and make it work, I would definitely love to come out there. Right. And how old is the old cartel? 
Uh, BB just turned seven, I guess, because, you know, AQHA says that they all turn, all their birthdays are on January 1st. On January 1, correct. So I guess he'll be seven this year. Seven. And so how long do you barrel race or barrel horses? What is the longevity for them in this industry? It really depends on all horses. Um, It depends on how they are taken care of, you know, their their build, their confirmation, their... You know, injuries, whether, you know, they end up getting hurt somewhere and, you know, it really, it really depends on horses. You know, I've seen, I've seen some horses run until they were 25 and I've seen horses that are done at seven years old, you know? Right. And so I think it really just depends on each horse and what God has planned for that horse. So who do you think, so you're, you're rookie of the year last year, obviously you can't win rookie of the year again this year. Who Who's out there to be, uh, to take your spot as the rookie of the year for 2022? Do you have, do you see anybody out there that, that really stands out to you? There's a bunch of girls, um, you know, every year it's, it's a knife fight out there. You know, those girls work yeah. hard all year long. Um, to make the top 15 or to be rookie of the year and whatever it may be that they're chasing. Um, one of them that I would really like to see succeed is um, Bug Bueller. I don't know if you know her. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. She has said that she may make a run for rookie this year, and I really hope she does. I think that she would be great. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how her year plans out, and I really hope that she decides to hit the road and, and fill that spot. Right. And so, you know, the season starts, you know, October 1, and you really don't see a lot of things going on, I guess. You know, for the most part, people in general don't see the rodeo, you know, national finals rodeo in December. And then it's kind of dead for people until maybe the American, you know, in March. But there's tons of rodeo, you know, from January all, all throughout the year, you know. And you have Odessa, you have San Antonio, you have Houston, you have Fort Worth. You know, that that's a lot of rodeo in, in January and half of February. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's a ton of rodeos all year long. We rodeo all year long, rain, snow, sleet, right. heat, you name it, we rodeo in it. Um, like you said, we just left Odessa. It is January. And then after that, we'll be heading, you know, we've got Denver, Houston, San Antonio, Fort Worth. Um, <laughs> yeah. After that, you kind of start looking at San Angelo and then back out towards California. Um, yeah. Some really great rodeos like Red Bluff out in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of come back, regroup, and get ready for the extensive summer run, which there's way too many rodeos to list. Right. The the all the the famous hundred days of rodeo. I mean, exactly it's just, the cowboy Christmas. It's just wild, wild. You know, and I love rodeo. You know, I'm not in the ring. I'm not on horses anymore. But you know, I do take those pictures, and I love taking pictures. I love seeing you know everybody doing that. I love behind the scenes more than just being in the arena. You know, I can take pictures of, of that second barrel. All day long or, or the buck and shoot but you know i like to get behind the scenes and get expressions and just details and and what's going on that what people don't see, can't see on tv you know that's what i like to get you know what i'm saying right and, and I, I think that's great i think that there's a lot to be said for that you know there's a there's a lot of people that don't understand the behind the scenes of what really really goes into these athletes that are rodeoing for a career out here it's not just about getting on a bucking horse for eight seconds or making a 13-second barrel run. You know, there's thousands and thousands of miles and dollars and hard work and tears and effort and everything else that goes into this journey of, 
I've rodeoed professionally, and I think that a lot of times that the television doesn't portray that. Right. And I think it becomes this glorified deal, which is great that they're able to glorify this and, and show it as entertainment. But I think that it misses a lot of the behind the scenes that really goes into the sport. Right. And, and there's so many of these athletes out there, you know, barrel racers, Bronx, Bulls, all of that. And there's a lot of them that are riding hurt. You know, they, they're breaking their, you know, hands or ankles and they tape up and just go for it. And they're so dedicated to the sport, you know, and it's just hats off to everybody. I mean, you, you know, a barrel doesn't feel good on the shin, you know, it, it's got to hurt. Right. And, you know, a lot of times I think you see a lot of those in still compete because this is their this is their right. paycheck they either right. ride and make money or they don't and you know we've had a big help with the justin cowboy crisis fund um they've helped a lot of cowboys and cowgirls out and that's a great great program if anybody's interested in looking into that you know that's a that's a great thing to look into um it helps you know keep food on the tables for those cowboys when they're down and hurt and can't make a check um and so I just think a lot of that riding injured, um, part of it's because we're all hard headed and right. just stubborn. But, you know, <laughs> part of it is also that that's their that's their paycheck. That's how they put food on the table. Right. It, it, this is your job. You know, you're right. not getting workers comp, you know, out of this. You know, it's you're not riding. You're not getting paid for it. That's what it comes down to. And so, you know, you have to keep yourself, you know, and you see a lot of these guys and girls, you know, working out, you know, working with trainers, you know, to keep themselves 100 percent fit. And uh, I don't know. That's a lot of work. I'd love to be that fit sometimes, but I don't know if I could take a take a bad hit on the melon or, you know, hurt my back or anything like that. You know, I'm too old for that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll just stick behind my camera and just have a good time and just, you know, cheering everybody on. And it's just, you know, I, I just love this industry. I love the sport, I, I, you know, and the people are just phenomenal that I meet down the road. And, and I'm sure you meet a lot of great people yourself. Oh, there's always great people. I think I think that's one of the greatest things of rodeo, you know, from the time that you begin to, you know, all the way to the the professional level you're gonna have people and friends that you meet and they're like the second family and it's just really great right. to be able to have those people because you know like during the summer run when you're gone for long periods of time and it's really great to be able to have that kind of support system away from home too yeah absolutely so yeah so you're coming home from odessa from not a very good run but like whatever and so you know maybe i'll see you out at um the uh, dinosaur classic uh, i'll be there shooting and if not uh, you know i'll try to run by the fort worth stock show and, and hook up with you out there and uh you never know you know maybe we might drink a beer and just relax you know what i'm saying it <laughs> sounds great to me maybe <laughs> some good mexican food Oh, I'm always down for Mexican food. That's for sure. <laughs> so, but uh, it's good talking with you, Kylie. And you know, we're gonna get back with you. Like I said, hopefully in Fort Worth, and we're gonna just keep keep an eye on you and see how your season goes. And you know, maybe we could. You know, I'm sure you have a lot of uh, people that you hang out with in your downtime, and maybe we can get them on the show with us and and just you know give everybody a taste of what it's like to be on the rodeo road. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks for having me, Ken. Sure, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Kylie. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye.